You're listening to a CFMS podcast. Welcome to the Life as a Doctor to Be podcast. The views and opinions expressed by the speakers during these episodes are their own and do not reflect the express opinions of the CFMS. Like I've been on apps like every now and then, like just exploring, like experimenting, like with the actual concept of the app, not with people. Um, (laughs) uh, I feel like that's inappropriate. I'm going to cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, (laughs) let's try it again. Hello, fellow medical students, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Life as a Doctor to Be today. Um, Today, we have only two of us here. So there's me and Brittany, uh, me as in Audrey. And we're going to be talking about a topic that's a little bit less conservative than what we would usually talk about on these kind of podcasts. Today, the topic is what it's like to date while you're in medical school. Unlike our other episodes, this one's going to be in a more casual type of format where Brittany and I are just going to talk very freely. So to start, I thought it would be a good idea to just give a brief history of each of our dating lives. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this is, uh, I think this is the first time I've ever like spoken about my dating life to an audience this large. This is going to be interesting. Um But I guess as a little bit of background, so as I've said in previous episodes, I'm currently in my clerkship year, which is my third year of medical school, and I'm outside of my um, like home campus town, I guess. So I'm about five hours away from our home campuses. Um, And so my my dating history or my dating life is currently, obviously, I am single since I am dating um, or lack thereof, I guess. So I was previously in a long-term relationship. So I was in a relationship for about three years up until about um, six months ago. And at this time, my partner at the time and I decided that we were going to be going our separate ways just because of what life was bringing us. So he had his own opportunities for school and his career choices that brought him to the West Coast. And obviously, I was occupied in Northern Ontario with my medical school career, which still has a ways to go. And it was really just the uncertainty of things. So, um, I mean, I'm here for at least another two years. Um, His program is two years. And then my intentions were actually to try to get a residency in the West Coast. So BC would be ideal, obviously. But the thing with going into residency is you you never have that guarantee because it's a match process. Like, yeah, sure, I could love to go to um, Victoria or I could love to go to UBC, um, but I don't have that guarantee. So that was the one thing that was kind of looming over us was the fact that we didn't have this guarantee that I would end up there in the end. And ultimately, once he was done his schooling, that's where he wanted to be. And um, I guess with the both of us, it was just too much Uh, commitment to try to figure that out and so we decided to part ways so he's currently uh, very much enjoying his his time in in BC Um, and I have to say I'm I'm very much enjoying myself right now in my clerkship in northern Ontario so um, it was a decision that we made it wasn't easy but I think it was for the best so that has left me in my current limbo of being relatively newly single and currently about halfway through my undergrad 
undergraduate medical training um, and kind of at a crossroads of where I'm supposed to go from here because I don't have any experience with dating during med school, which is um, as I'm finding out a whole new territory, it's much different than uh, than dating pre-med, I guess I could say. Mm-hmm. That must have been quite hard to make that decision, Brittany. Thanks for sharing that with us. Um, as for myself, so... Wow, it's been so long that I've been in a relationship that like I actually have to count the years in my head on my like on my fingers as well. Um, so it's been since like the beginning slash midway through my first year of medical school since I've been in a relationship and I'm in my fourth year now. So it's been around three years. So I had a boyfriend going into medical school. We actually had both applied for McGill um, and I was admitted and he wasn't. And that put quite a strain on our relationship uh, in that he felt that I took things for granted and didn't appreciate if I voiced when I was having a difficult time in medical school because he also wanted to be there next to me, obviously. Um, And as a result, over time, um, I wasn't really able to feel like I could depend on him emotionally for that reason. Um, and that led to me kind of ending things because I felt that I didn't have the support that I needed. And since then, I've been quite happily single, if I must say. Clerkship has definitely kept me extremely busy, and so has all of the different extracurricular activities I do. So sometimes I actually genuinely try to think of where I could possibly fit another person in my life. Um, I wish I had more actual events to speak on but there has not really been much happening in my my romantic life over the past three years and I guess that's a good like segue into um like in a sense the 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 benefits of being single during med school or during clerkship because that's one of the things that um, I was actually okay with with parting ways with my previous partner in the spring before I entered clerkship is that I knew that um, clerkship is busy. So, I mean, even, even before clerkship, so just the time that I'm in right now is clerkship, but med school in general is busy. Um, but one of the things that I was worried about is if if we stayed together and we kind of had this um, like limbo going on or, or wasn't... Uh, um, we were kind of going back and forth. Like that's a lot of extra pressure to put on when I already have so much to worry about with the steep learning curve that happens in, in clerkship when you're in, in med school. So um, going into my third year, um, it's actually kind of nice to honestly just be able to focus on myself, be able to focus on my school. Um, I'm also away from my hometown, which is where my family is. So I, I kind of have separated those responsibilities from my learning and um I mean, yeah, it sometimes affects like the balance in my life because I don't have those other people who sometimes forcefully pull me away from from school. But in another sense, it's given me the freedom to focus my efforts on actually achieving what I have come here to achieve. So like it's to learn as much as I can in this year, because ultimately, like we have such great opportunities here and I would hate to um, not take full advantage of them. So it has been nice in that sense that I have focused on on me for the start of this year um and I don't know like you said it's hard to picture fitting something else into the mix but I don't know if that's how you feel too Audrey with your time in in medicine Mm -hmm. 
I mean, you know, some days, some weeks, I find it difficult to even see my friends. And I just wonder, like, if I was in a relationship, would I, how would I fit both seeing my friends, seeing them, going to the hospital, doing research, doing all these other things that I have on the side? Like, there's only 24 hours in a day, right? But at the same time, maybe I have a very skewed view of it because of the fact that I was never in a relationship throughout clerkship. So I can't really compare what it would be like if I was in one, right? Um I mean, I was seeing someone at some point and it was almost impossible to coordinate our schedule. So that was something else that I noticed too, that this person wasn't in medicine, but I, I still had a hard time making time to see them and, and vice versa too, because the schedules in clerkship can be so unpredictable and like, depending on the rotation, it can change constantly. So it's pretty difficult in that sense and requires a lot of organization and being on top of your stuff. Um, I feel like there, there's less leeway to maybe relax or to to kind of just have free time that's not planned um when you're in a relationship during clerkship um yeah (laughs) yeah and that's honestly the one thing that I've I've really enjoyed is the fact that when I have free time like it is my time so I can do what I want with it um I've had several naps on the couch just spontaneously because I have 10 minutes and I can um, I can go out for a run and I don't have to worry about something else that I should have or could have done. Um, I can cook, I can call my family or call my friends. Um, so that time is, or I can literally sit there and do nothing, which I sometimes do. And I get sucked into videos on Facebook or something. Next thing I know, it's 30 minutes later and I've just spent 30 minutes watching like fail army videos or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like it, it is my... It's my time to do what I want with. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like it, I miss definitely aspects of the relationship. And I miss having that person, like having a person to go to, you know, when you have that that one person who really supports you. And, and my partner was extremely supportive. Um, so it's, it's kind of that gap that you find that you have to fill. So I think that's been really difficult. Um, and my partner wasn't in medicine. So it was also nice to escape that sometimes. So I was able to kind of get out of the world of medicine. And um, he was really good at grounding me when I found I couldn't find any uh, conversation topics outside of medicine. He would point that out to me. So I would be able to broaden my horizons and and um, and kind of escape for a bit. So there's definitely pros and cons to to being newly single, I guess you could say, at this stage. But um, I mean, frankly, I have to make the most of it. <laughs> so, um, but it's that, uh, that sense of getting to do what you want when you want is, is nice and sometimes needed. Yeah. I mean, I definitely echo what you mean, Brittany, when you say that it's just nice to have someone who you could go to when you have like difficult days. On that note, I kind of wanted to ask, you know, um, when you think about like a future partner, do you think that you'd want to date someone within your own field? Like you mentioned that with your previous partner, they uh, grounded you when it came to like being too consumed maybe by what you were doing in your in terms of work. Um, for those reasons, would you maybe continue to seek someone who isn't part of the medical field? Yeah, so it's funny because uh, my friends and I were actually having this conversation not too long ago. Um, and... I, I honestly don't know because I feel like both sides are are really attractive um, in one form or the other. So 
on one side, like I was talking about the fact that if I date someone who's in the field, at least there's going to be that mutual understanding of um, like what it takes and the commitment that it takes and sometimes the sacrifices that have to be made and um, being able to have someone who speaks the same language so that um, people don't look at you like you're from another planet or something when you're trying to explain how you're so excited about something you got to learn or um, whatever it might be. So um, it's definitely, I guess I could say more convenient to um, see myself with someone who is in the medical field. Um, On that note though, like I'd be so afraid that my life would become consumed in medicine and I wouldn't be able to have that separation. Um, I also find that I have a very, um, I guess like type A or intense personality, which has improved quite a bit over the last couple of years because I've been very humbled in my experience in med school. Um, but I think it's nice to have the balance to someone who doesn't have quite that same intensity, which was the case with my previous partner where, uh, um, he was actually probably the furthest end on the, or furthest on the other end of the spectrum that you could find. So having that balance was nice. Um, and so, but the flip side to that is having someone outside of medicine, it's tough to, to really be able to like have that understanding. And if, if they're coming into my life in the middle of medical school, uh, I mean, it was one thing for a partner to transition into med school with me essentially. Um, but having someone come into the middle of things, um, it's, it's tough to try to actually orient them to what my schedule is like, what life is like, um, have that, have them have that uh, understanding that I would need, um, I think the challenge would definitely be there and the the individual would have to be very um, empathetic and and uh, be able to withstand some of the stresses that I bring home and, and really work with me to um, work through some of those challenges. But um, yeah, I, I don't quite know what the future looks like as far as that. But either way, I think I think there's going to be benefits and and drawbacks and it's more so the person that's as opposed to like where they come from. So, but what about you? Where do you see things? So I definitely, however, resonate with what you said earlier about, you know, just wanting someone who kind of speaks your language and um, who you don't really have to orient as to like, you know, how the ward works or like, just like those kind of details about the hospital that you don't necessarily want to explain while you're venting to someone. Um, so that can be a little bit tough, but I don't think that that's necessarily a humongous barrier, especially like after having a long-term relationship, like they'll just know what you're talking about at some point, you know, but sometimes it's, it's still hard for them to relate to you, right? Seeing as how they've probably never experienced something similar and it really depends, like I said at the beginning of this ramble, that um, it, it really depends on what you are looking for. And it's a personal preference as to what's important for you in a relationship. I don't think one is worse or better than the other. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think the common interests outside of, regardless of what you're doing in any relationship, like you need to have those other common interests. And I think... That's that's exactly what I need from my relationship is someone who um, enjoys working out because uh, that is huge in my life. So like someone who I don't even have to work out with them, just like respects the fact that I love being active and going on adventures and um, doing that kind of stuff. I love to just go out and talk about 
things unrelated to anything. So just going out to have a laugh. I've had uh, here at Clerkship, I'm, I'm actually lucky enough to have um, some friends from my undergrad who are here in the same community, um, like who, who live here. So it's so nice just to go out an evening that I'm not working and decide to not do work um, and just go and chat about like whatever. Um, Those are where some of like my best laughs come in. And so just having someone that I can do that with um, from medicine or not from medicine, I think is super important. Yeah. So kind of related to this, but related to what we just talked about, but what do you like look for in a partner specifically and do you feel like that's something that's influenced by your time in medical school at this point yeah so I I don't know if if much has actually changed since I've gotten into med school and been a a student um I think for the most part like I, I do need someone who's able to have intellectual conversations with me and it doesn't have to be about like medically related stuff, but someone who's able to carry a conversation, I think is super important um, in, in whatever it may be. And it, and it could be in what they're passionate about. And I have no clue, like anything about it. I'm fine with that. Like, I'm okay with learning about new things and, and uh, just be able to carry on those conversations. So that's huge for me. And it always has been. Um, and also someone, like I said, who doesn't take themselves too seriously. Um because I know previously, I, I think I took myself too seriously and, and probably didn't enjoy myself as, as much as I should have. Um, but to be honest, it's been this year um, since my partner and I went separate ways. I've become a lot closer with some of my friends um, and my, my close friends are great. And to be honest, like <laughs> my roommate that I'm living with in, in clerkship has made me realize that like you need to be able to laugh at yourself. Um, and so like, I'm okay with people who, you know, like poke fun at me or like point out my crazy quirks, which I'm realizing are more and more apparent. Um, but you need to be able to laugh at yourself. And if you can't do that, then it's, it's going to be a long road. So, um, I think that's another big thing that is going to be important in the long haul because honestly, like life gets tough and like, you need to, you need to be able to have that person who not only can help float you. Um, but who can float themselves too. And you know what, not take things as seriously as maybe um, they need to be sometimes. So I think those are two big things, just the conversation and and someone who can, who can take a step back every once in a while and remind me to take a step back every once in a while is important. So. Yeah, I think I definitely relate to that, Brittany. Uh, Not necessarily someone who can make me laugh on myself per se (laughs) but I think for me I also am quite intense and I think we both are in that sense where you know we're involved in a lot of things and we really uh spread ourselves a bit thinly um and I think I need someone who maybe is a bit more laid back not necessarily less busy or less involved but just maybe a little bit less intense than I am who can remind me that, you know, it's okay for you to relax and like not answer this email right at the second. Like no one will die if you don't answer this email while we're at dinner right now. Um, And I think that that kind of person would help balance me out. So (laughs) definitely something that I would value in a partner. Um, As for whether I think that what I look for is influenced by medical school, I have to admit that it probably is. Um, I definitely think that I now value a lot more uh, someone who 
challenges me intellectually. I guess maybe because I'm often surrounded by people who do challenge me intellectually in this field. And another thing I would say is that it's important for me, for my partner to be quite serious and also to be career oriented because um, that's just something that I relate to more. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be in medicine or you know, they don't even have to have their life figured out, but I really value someone who's very passionate um, about something and, and tries to pursue it to their best of abilities. And also given the little amount of free time that I have during clerkship, um, I think that it's important to me that they're willing to commit to something serious as well and not just something casual because let's face it, like I have like one hour of free time per week and I'm not gonna like put that hour into something that I don't see going anywhere so yeah yeah I think that's a good point um and I think that's one of the the challenges that many people face not only in med school but other um like more like post-grad degree type things where you do have a, a direction in life and and oftentimes you're um like a more mature student either uh, if you think in personality or age um but you're looking for more of that direction. Um, and so it's tough. And I think this is a good place to talk about uh, something that's very common now in the dating world, which is dating apps um, and what what kind of place they have in your dating life um, while in med school. Because I think it does take a different a different perspective once you become in a like a professional learning environment. So what uh, what are your thoughts on that and how do you use those when you're a med student? Um so for myself, I would say that like dating apps can be great in that you can meet people outside of your medicine bubble because if I'm being honest like it's really difficult for us to meet people outside of our medicine bubble you know like I thought that I would come into medical school I would have all these options like that was just fake news (laughs) as Donald Trump would put it like that was fake news I'm not meeting anybody (laughs) right and like dating apps give you those options instead like more options I mean but they're not I don't know. I guess I always imagined that I would meet someone like more organically and like, but but it seems like most people meet each other through like social media or like these apps these days. So I don't know if I'm just being very like old school and stubborn, um, but it's hard for me to imagine being with somebody in the long term on a dating app because I find that like, yes, some people do happen to get into like long term relationships on these apps. But on the contrary, there's also like a lot of people who aren't there for something serious and that's something that I I am looking for. So I find it sometimes hard to believe that I'm not wasting my time using these apps and meeting people based just off of like pictures that I see off of see of them on these apps and deciding whether or not I want to see them, you know. <laughs> so I definitely agree with you with regards to the dating apps because like you said it's really difficult to meet people outside of your bubble. Um and that's not even including the COVID bubble. And we'll get to dating during COVID um, in a little bit. But uh, it, it's tough. Like I go to, other than my house, I go to three places when I'm on my clerkship here. I go to um, my work, I go to the gym, 
and I go to the grocery store. So unless it's someone like coming into the hospital or it's the person who's ringing out my groceries or it's someone at the gym, um, it's, it's tough. Like, and, and oftentimes when you're going out, that's not what's on your mind. Um, and, uh, so like you said, dating apps provide that other avenue, but I think there's also, um, and maybe it's a generational thing, but I think there's a certain stigma that's associated with apps, um, because traditionally the use for them was more for the hookup culture and things that were less serious. Um, and although I think it's transitioning more away from that potentially, um, and is oftentimes how people get out and, and meet new people and oftentimes form relationships. I, I have many friends who have met through apps and have, you know, long, happy relationships. Um, but then I also have friends who use it for other reasons. And the fact that it's sometimes like a generational um, view that some people have, I think that's still important to consider because, you know, some of those people who have that view on it might be your preceptors or they might be someone that you're seeing in the clinic. Like the last thing I want is to be on an app and um, see someone on there that I just saw the night before and emerge or something like that. Um, and so I, I think it's a tricky thing to really play with when you're a med student is because you're in a different kind of circle now. Um, I personally have never been on any dating apps. Um, I think I'm much like you where I would prefer things happen more organically. And um, just historically for me, I it, it has. It's just kind of been random by fluke. Uh, my previous partner, I, I actually did meet at the gym. He was working at the gym. Um, and uh and then I actually ended up being his TA in, in uh, university. So it was, it was interesting. But um, I, I think that that becomes a challenge, especially for me. I'm in a small town right now, so it's not really what I want to start to play around with. Um, so that just adds another element of difficulty to it, I think. Yeah. So I definitely echo what you were saying, Brittany, about, you know, the stigma that's kind of attached to apps and um, being students and at the bottom of the food chain and the hospital, we definitely don't want to come off the wrong way to certain people. And I can see how apps might be perceived as being unprofessional, although I don't think they necessarily are. Um, as for myself, you know, there were a few times that I downloaded these apps and I had them open for a day before I decided that this was really not what I wanted and not something I wanted to try, really. Um, but I also wanted to talk about how awkward it can be when you see, like, residents that you rotated with or, like, um, other people in the hospital that you definitely recognize. Um, yeah, it's I never know how to deal with that, and it makes me feel like, extremely uncomfortable. So more often than not, maybe that's actually the reason that I have this kind of mental block when it comes to apps, because I'm just like, what if there's people in the clinical setting that I'm interacting with daily that like see me and whether or not I want it to be stigmatized, like the reality is that it is. So I just try to avoid it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, the reality is that it is. And um, I think that's the challenging part is sometimes there's things that we can't change. And um I think it's what we what we want personally. Like there's going to be so many things now that we're in medicine that are going to be stigmatized or taboo or or just perceived to be off limits. Um, 
and I think we just need to make the choice of whether we want to keep them off limits or not. Uh, I don't know if there's a right or wrong answer because like you said, it's things change, times change, but um, that's, that's more of a personal choice. And I think that's going to be a lot of what we encounter as we go through medicine is these off limits um, areas that we're trying to navigate. So, and dating apps is now one of them. I just find it funny that like how stigmatized it is in the first place because you know like back in the day before dating apps like how did people meet other people like mutual friends would set them up on blind dates or like your parents would kind of match make or you know you just see someone random at a coffee shop and think that they were attractive and go up to them and ask them out you know so I don't really see how that's less shallow necessarily Mm -hmm. but for some reason dating apps come off that way maybe because of the um the volume nature of it where it's just like you're like swiping like on like hundreds and hundreds of people and it's kind of like shopping almost Mm -hmm. um so maybe that's more of where the stigma comes from but I don't necessarily like you said think that it means that you can't get a meaningful relationship with someone out of an app necessarily yeah yeah absolutely um and so we've talked about how we don't currently have partners when we're in medicine um sometimes it's kind of nice to be single and going through medicine because you're focusing on yourself and you're focusing on what you want to do. Um, it can be lonely. And now we realize that it can be very difficult to figure out how the heck you're going to meet someone when you're a med student, whether you're pre-clerk, clerk, you're in your fourth year, whatever it may be, um, it can be challenging. So then the next question is, does it not still stress you out that you're single? Like, do you ever get tied up with the fact that, oh my God, I'm single. I'm never going to be able to meet someone because I'm in medicine. My friends are getting engaged. I look on social media and this person's pregnant and oh my goodness, I'm going to be 35 or 40 and still not be able to meet anyone. Does that ever go through your head or is that just me? (laughs) Oh no, that's... uh... I try not to spiral like that, you know, like it's really easy to and I but I try to stop myself and think, you know, like, no, like, it's okay that you're single right now. Like, remember that you're perfectly happy the way that you are right now and that you look at all the good parts of it where you get to kind of spend so much more time doing things that you like for yourself and um, kind of having to do a little bit less of emotional labor that you would have to do in a relationship. It's hard not to get anxious, though, definitely when you look around you and see like everyone getting married or getting into long term relationships or just finding someone, you know, but I try not to compare myself to other people and just think, you know, what's good for me. And even what I have now, I find that it's good for me. So I don't necessarily feel like I have a void or that like I need someone in my life. Um, I mean, it's nice, obviously, I'm sure, but I don't feel like I'm missing out per se. And I try not to let it dictate my future because who knows? Yeah. And I love that you said that because I wanted to bring it up because it's something that I hear so often by by so many people, both med and and um, non-med students. And um, I I think it really has to do with a lot of what goes on around us and the influence of social media. and, And, you know, every time you go on there, like at least right now for me, there's so many mutual friends who are... Um, getting engaged or who have recently um, had a baby or pregnant or whatever it may be and just because of the culture of social media that's what's put up there and so I scroll through and that's all I see and um, and that's all like other single friends see and so then I hear that spiral all the time 
And um, I think it's just good for our listeners to understand that it's, I think it's normal to, to feel that and to kind of feel that anxiety because that's the social pressure that we feel, or maybe even the, the personal pressure, family pressure, whatever your situation may be. Um, but it's, it's not the end of the world if your plan that you had set out for you at the beginning isn't working out. I remember way back when I told myself that I was going to be married by 25 and like kids by 28 or something. So guys, I'm currently 25 and I'm recently single. Um, I'm just trying to get through clerkship. So already my plan is out the window and, um, and I think that's okay. And I think that it's important to realize that, um, life life happens like you're gonna go through and heck I could go and and meet someone before Christmas and that ends up being the person um or I could go until I go into residency and and meet someone there so I, I don't think it matters I think getting caught up in it is the biggest thing and I think ultimately if you do get caught up into it or get caught up in it it can lead you to making decisions that you wouldn't normally make. So rushing into something just for the sake of having it, um, sacrificing your own happiness to try to make someone else happy, to try to make something work. And I think that's just really what needs to be avoided for our own wellness and and um, sanity going through med school, because that's a lot to put on yourself. So I just wanted to bring that up to like remind our listeners and to <laughs> remind us too that it's, it's okay. It's it's not the end of the world by any means. Um, and going forward, you just gotta you just gotta keep living, and, and things eventually work out. And yeah, it might take a little bit of work of putting yourself out there or making compromises or whatever it may be. But you gotta ultimately do what um, what kind of falls into place rather than forcing things to go into place. Yeah, I also want to emphasize that you know there's like there's nothing wrong with you, and like you don't have to take it as a reflection of your self-worth that you're on your own. Like being on your own is not necessarily a bad thing and can offer you opportunities that you maybe not, maybe that's just where you're meant to be at this point in your life. And there will possibly be someone in the future, but there's like really never any rush for it. And if that person happens to pop into your life the next day, then cool. But you know, it's not mm-hmm. the ends all means all to our problems. And um, even in terms of things that we touched about uh, in like emotional support, you were saying, Brittany, how like having that person to go home to like after a long day of clerkship is is nice. And I agree, but I find that ever since I was I became single three years ago, um, I became very close with my friends and they're those people for me. Um and I don't think that my partner could honestly provide me better support than my friends do currently. And I'm eternally grateful for that. And I think that having more time for me to develop those friendships has been something extremely invaluable to me over the past three years. Mm-hmm. And I think too, and and uh, don't get me wrong, I don't think there's anything wrong with being in a relationship and having someone to like mutually support each other. I think that's, that's wonderful. But I think another thing that I've realized um, recently coming out of a relationship is that uh, whether you realize it or not, you, you kind of lose yourself within the relationship. Um, and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. But now that I've kind of just regenerated where I'm going and what I'm doing and who I am, I've realized that I, I lost a lot of my 
like honestly like coping skills and that sort of thing because it was just it was really easy and nice to to go for go to my partner for support or um rely on them for you know social outings and that sort of thing and so I didn't really realize how much of myself was tied up in that and so since then um I'm I'm not gonna lie it's been like a a chore (laughs) like it's been something that I've been working on to reestablish those coping skills to be able to rebuild my resilience you know you have a bad day I don't immediately need to pick up the phone and call someone or like be negative with someone like what can I do for myself right now to like get through this type of thing so and I think ultimately doing that right now is one of my main focuses because I think if I'm good with just doing my own thing then when someone comes around then I know that I'll be doing it because I want to rather than I feel like I need to for that extra support or company or whatever it may be so I think that's also been a good realization. Um, like I said, there's there's nothing wrong with being in a relationship uh, for those that are listening. And I think it's it's great. Um, and I mean, eventually I, I like to be back there, but it's been a good, uh, a good check-in with myself in the last few months. I almost feel as though maybe we should have named this episode being single in medicine instead, because, you know, we've spent the entire episode talking about our lack of dating rather than actually dating people and you know maybe it would have been a good idea to have somebody take part in it who was actually seeing someone but you know I guess the listeners will just have to make do with uh with what they got (laughs) yeah I mean I I guess I can I guess I can speak to that a, a little bit um, because I I think one of the challenges that I've had and and I've had uh opportunities and and discussions with individuals that um, I have gone on dates with and have become interested in that oh again we're going into like the challenges and stuff I'm sorry guys but um, it it is the reality I guess that I mean at least I'm living right now and that uh, my unique situation with our clerkship is that we have to move away like I said Um, and so meeting someone in my hometown then all of a sudden I'm gone for eight months. Um, And within those eight months, I mean, we didn't build really any sort of foundation before that. So then it's like that awkward limbo. And then at the same time, I'm in my third year and I don't know what my residency is going to be like. So do I start to build something now with that individual or with perhaps someone else that, that I meet? Um, and then, you know, hope that it works out in two years. So there's all those things to consider as well. Um, and I mean, I've been fortunate enough that um, I think those who I have met and engaged with have been very understanding of of either side of that. And so understanding that, you know what, maybe it is a little bit too far off right now to really make those decisions. And potentially we can, you know, build up some sort of foundation long distance until then. Um, or maybe we can just let it be. So, I mean, currently there's, there's nothing, nothing brewing for me, but I've had those opportunities in the last little while to figure out what that could look like. Um, and I think my biggest challenge right now is actually just my fluidity in, in where I am, um, geographically. And then, what the next two years and beyond look like. I think that's a big kicker for being in, in med school is just that unknown of where CARMS brings you. And if that partner is, is willing and able to accommodate that. So I think that's, uh, 
that's kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, I think that that's a very common experience. And it's always this awkward place where it's like you barely know someone, but you have to tell them that, you know, like if this goes anywhere, I could potentially be on the other side of the country in two years. And like them having to just go along with it is kind of an unrealistic expectation too from our end. So it it can become pretty complicated in that sense. And I think that there's also a lot of people who are not willing to commit to relationships for that reason um, during medical school where it's just like you just have no idea where you're going to end up really. And it almost feels unfair to the other person that you, you start something with. Um, unless they're like really in it for the long run and willing to, you know, be in a long distance relationship no matter where you end up. Um, but yeah, the only thing I would say is that I feel like a lot of people completely write off relationships for that reason, where they just push it away and say, you know, I'm super busy in clerkship and I don't have time for relationships and CARMS is like unpredictable. While I agree with some of those sentiments um i think that you know residency is going to be an even busier time than clerkship we will never be less busy than we are now um and in terms of like unpredictable nature like same you could argue the same thing about fellowship or you could argue the same thing about you know finding a job after fellowship you never really know where you're going to end up it's kind of you you just need to find someone who will understand that and who you're willing to make it work with and who's worth it um like worth trying to figure all of these complicated issues out together with and i'm i'm pretty sure that's just where you take it from like you can't control this unpredictable nature of karms anyways and to deny someone who could potentially be a good partner for you based off of that i think maybe not thinking as um pragmatically as you should I don't know if that's the right word I think it's actually thinking like over pragmatically and I I love that you said this because I think it just really outlines a a classic characteristic that you see in a lot of medical students who really have that same sort of um way of thinking about just the world and um I mean my favorite things are algorithms like if I can find something that has an algorithm that gets me to like what my treatment is going to be like it's it's actually my favorite and I think that mindset going into something like building a relationship is what a lot of medical students who are kind of toying with the idea of dating like that's what they face is the Mm -hmm. fact that you always come up with these excuses that oh it might not work if or we shouldn't do this because um and I think that's gonna forever be a barrier like you said if like if it's not residency it's gonna be fellowship if it's not fellowship it's gonna be finding a job um if it's busy in clerkship I'm sorry but you're gonna be busier after clerkship and so it's it's really just you're looking for that kind of perfect mix of someone who's gonna be able to fit in that and unfortunately like you honestly you probably won't find it and it's it's a matter of finding that person that just you um fit well with individually and who is willing like mutually you're willing to put in that work and and you think that it's worth that effort um and i think um i'm sure it happens to many people but i i have a tendency to like romanticize certain things and and, you know, things are just going to like fall into place and, and whatever. And in a sense, I, I think they should. Um, but 
also realize that there's going to have to be a lot of effort put forth on both sides. And so you need to be willing to, to put that in. Um, so I, I think it's not something that should be overlooked when we're talking about dating and medicine. Yeah, like you said, Brittany, I think like a lot of us got into medical school because of the fact that we are kind of these control freaks who like want to control every single detail and like how things are and whatnot. And I think it can be difficult to accept that we can't control those circumstances of like karma is where we might you know, we don't know where we're going to end up and trying to factor that into a potential relationship where, again, we don't necessarily have control over what's going to happen. So I think that's really where the difficult, where people have difficulty. Yeah. And some of it might be that it ends up being a long distance relationship, even if it's for a short time or, or a longer time. And uh, we're actually going to have an episode coming up that's going to outline some of the students who have been in long distance relationships and can speak a little bit more to that and what it's like. Um, but before we kind of wrap things up, I want to come back to this idea of um, despite or maybe including all of this um, <laughs> How do we even navigate dating in, in COVID? And what do you feel like your responsibility is as someone who's working on the front lines to even consider this kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, personally, like, I haven't been putting myself out there, especially because of COVID. And I understand that for myself, um, I might accept the risk of COVID more easily than somebody who is not working at the hospital. Um, and not being exposed to it like daily, obviously. Um, I know that some people have still been meeting up and that kind of stuff, but personally, I have not because I've been very overwhelmed on my own end with everything that's happening. And I just don't feel like it's the right time or place for it at the moment. Um, I'm also very busy with my own stuff, so I haven't really given it much thought. So I, I wouldn't have as much to say about that. But what about you, Brittany? Yeah, I think I think I'm actually t like stuck between a rock and a hard place with COVID for like other situations, but it really ties into dating where like you said, I think I have a lower threshold of of my concern about it only because I feel like being on the front lines almost desensitizes you to some of it. Um, for others, it might do the opposite. It might actually just heighten all the, the concern and the anxieties around it. And I don't think it's anything that should be taken lightly based on obviously what we're seeing globally. Um, but I think at least for me, it, it desensitizes that um, really like severity of what's going on. And so I, I, I feel like I almost overcompensate for that. So I really try to check myself with, um, What's my responsibility? Uh, luckily, in Northwestern Ontario, the the cases are are quite low, um, and at least where I am, there's nothing that's community acquired. Um, but even given that, sometimes it's just the optics. So I don't want to put anyone in an awkward situation where they either feel bad about saying no being around me, or they feel obligated to say yes to be around me if they don't feel comfortable with that, given that I'm working in the hospitals and in the clinics. So that's something that I try to keep in mind. Uh, specifically for me right now, it's more of a concern that I'd like to see some of um, my friends who have just actually recently had babies. And I would I would love to go visit them and their babies, but I've held off even contacting them to offer that because I don't want to put them in that awkward position. And so I feel like I'm, I'm similar when it comes to dating currently. 
uh, it may or may not change if this continues on for a prolonged period. And and I don't know what that's going to look like, but it does pose that challenge because a, you don't want to put other people at risk. Um, You don't want to make people uncomfortable, but you also don't want to put yourself at risk, which could inadvertently put, you know, your patients at risk. So um, I think that's a a whole another kettle of fish that is going to kind of be looming around for quite some time. And I'm sure we'll figure out how to navigate it a little bit better as we go forward. But for now, it's still one of those big question marks that's floating out there. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that's a pretty good um, wrap up to the end of the episode. Do you have any other last thoughts that you want to share? Um, I don't think so. I think the biggest thing is, is just we have explored that it can be a challenge. (laughs) Explored (laughs) is a euphemism. (laughs) Yeah, so it can be a challenge to date in med school, but Hopefully this episode has at least provided our listeners some insight to like, you know, if you're feeling the same way, then you're not alone because it happens. Um, But at the same time, I think there's ways around it. And I hopefully we alluded to those every now and then that, you know what, you just kind of got to go with it and feel it, feel out what your life's going to look like and, and, uh, and go from there. But I think it's something that's not necessarily recognized enough as a med student, we're focused on all the other academic stuff. And I think it's good to talk about this kind of stuff and get it out in the open so that people don't feel like they're stressing out on their own. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. My last thoughts would have been along the lines of, you know, if you're feeling like dating while you're in medical school is impossible, it's fine. You're not the only one. Like a lot of us, myself and Brittany included, feel that way. And, you know, just make the best of your time being single. Like, go do research projects or something instead or go to the gym or you know well maybe not the gym because it's not so possible during covid but uh you know do things that make you happy and find that support with your friends and other people that you love in your life and hopefully that person will come around one day but they won't be the ends all solution to every problem in your life so i think that it's just important to keep that in mind yeah and if all else fails you can always get a cute puppy because that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I'm quite enjoying getting updates about my two pups at home. So uh, if you need a furry friend, then then I totally support, you know, adopting a pup or a kitten or whatever it may be in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our take on what dating and medicine is like. Um, Thank you to our listeners for joining us on this episode. So this is actually, I forgot to mention at the beginning, but this is the first episode of a series that we're going to be doing on relationships in general and what relationships look like in medicine. So this one was obviously about dating, but as Brittany mentioned previously, there will be ones on you know, marriage or family planning and long-term relationships and whatnot. So stay tuned for more episodes in this series. Um, if you ever have any suggestions or feedback for us, you can uh, email us at the email that we'll link in our description box. Thanks for joining us once again, and we hope you enjoyed the episode. If you would like to reach out, our email address is ldtbpodcastcommittee at gmail.com. We would like to thank the CFMS 
our production team, co-hosts, and other members for making this podcast possible.